1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today is Orko. Hi, Orko. Thank you for coming on board with us. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. How about you? I'm also doing general work there.
1: Yeah, it is. So, just to give a little bit of context to our listeners, if you could just take us
0: through your career journey so far? I mean, it's it's a short career for me. I am, uh, I just graduated from college this year, but like I'm from Manipal Institute of Technology, MIT Manipal. But then I was running a business from like with my co-founders from college itself for the last two years we ran this mental health care startup called amigo before we pivoted to this other product because we saw better demand for the market and like for various of the reasons on the business side and like i'm the founder of agenda agenda helps remote and hybrid teams make like make sure that the meetings are more efficient and improve their meeting productivity, thereby saving them a lot of these crucial productive hours on these weekly recording meetings.
1: Amazing. It's I think it's very inspiring to, you know, see some see so young professionals, you know, investing their time in such good things and giving mental and health due importance and, you know, due diligence that it deserves in today's time. So I think that's Kudos to you for that. So now we are entering 2023 and, you know, a lot of challenges that we are going to face. We have been facing since quite a time now, but challenges keeps on changing and, you know, the dynamics, how they are. So, you know, we see that there has always been and will be a fundamental transformation in the way we work. You know, employee experience is something which is very important especially in today's time so and obviously leaders have been working on it you know to find the loose points and you know work upon it how do you think that all of this will shape up together in 2023
0: from i'll say it from two different perspectives i've been speaking to a lot of these product leaders of, over the past few months for our new company as well and what i've understood is that people have understood um like in india people have now started to understand the value of time the like time versus money Debate has always been going on, but like a lot of these leadership roles uh, have the individuals who do understand the value of time. On the employee front, a lot of these employees have started to understand that it's not all about work. There has to be some form of a balance. You can't just be on that hamster wheel for like 24-7, expect to have the best output. Some days you'll have great output, some days it'll be bad. And you need to like balance it out and be consistent. So for that, I think just these uh, brief basic things like understanding in terms of your employee and like employees experience in your company, like not having too many meetings, just suddenly not bring up random meetings out of the blue, just tracking how your employees have been working without having to like prompt them and being on top of their heads that this is how this is this needs to be done that needs to be done and respecting the fact that everybody has their individual pace of course a company has to run on their own deadlines of course however like just trusting people with their own work is like something that we have also understood with our interns and the small scale teams that we have had and just trusting them and along with that just having realistic deadlines a lot of times that something that we have noticed with our like conversations in the past with different people is that Managers sometimes don't like give realistic deadlines or they don't understand the fact that if today I'm mentioning a task, there might not be significant update tomorrow. That doesn't mean that I'm not working. Maybe like that task needs more days. So having those clear cut deadlines and like clear expectations beforehand rather than having any kind of miscommunication because uh, you're dealing with humans here and. Like a lot of these things boil down to really the behavioral aspects of humans. So I think again, I'll repeat the same thing, like it's trust and trying to understand that your employees will work. That's the reason you have chosen them and hired them and just un and on them and just understand the value of time rather than money and that you there is set amount of productive hours in the day. you can and just not bombarding them with random meetings and certain like one on ones. Just remember that if something can be a message or an email, just make it a message or an email. Just have that one layer of questioning to yourself.
1: Yeah, very accurately, said, And I'd say that, you know, if you keep your employees happy and healthy only then you're going to take it forward it in terms of achievement of your organizational goals or whatever you want to make out of this yeah we always have some employees who are very, you know they keep a check on their health performance indicators like they're very aware of what needs to be done what is working for them what is not working for them and they keep on identifying the opportunities that where i can make an improvement mm-hmm. but at the same time don't you think that it would be very challenging because at times employees you know, fatigue and, and, you know, burnout could be a real issue at times. So mm. how do you think that we can work upon it? Like how do how to tackle such a situation where it is actually difficult to find out the level of burnout?
0: So firstly, I would say like it's not burnout can be real. Burnout is real. Like it's, yeah. it's there everywhere. A lot of it is being spoken about right now, which wasn't the case previously. And in terms of say measuring it, you can't like directly measure burnout like in terms of say numbers you can't put numbers on it however a lot of the different like are different measures that you can take around burnout management and fatigue management in your organization can really be proactive rather than reactive which has been like a case with a lot of companies where it's a lot reactive a lot more reactive if somebody's not performing then you reach out to them and be like, do you need some help? Like that's that's the the case of uh, case of a lot of these companies where do you need any help? Anything is something going wrong. But a lot of these can also be proactive with various like benefit structures across the company where same mental health care benefits can be there like uh, with our previous company we were doing that we were doing that like we are providing that service to companies that you can bring in these mental health care uh, policies into your company where like it's not just about people who need therapy because adoption rate goes down but a lot of people just want to do like self-checks as you mentioned like a lot of employees keep their own like uh, measure their own health performance metric but then to do that a lot of people need awareness also and that For that push, you can just have these workshops, these various activities and these group cohort based. Things that can be done inside your company that can really motivate people to speak out if they need one-on-one personal care, or can really give them those tools and those skills that are needed to get through stressful times. And from a manager level as well, like we can't just expect a manager to always be the one handling the stress of all the employees because we have spoken to a lot of managers with our previous company during our previous company when we were in the benefit space of mental mental health benefits, and a lot of managers said that they are under stress. So they are not in the space to like even help others. So it has to be some kind of a third party coming in with professionals to like help people out either. That or something where it's pretty clear across the entire hierarchical system of the company where mental health is something that you value a lot. Employees are something that you value a lot. Like just supporting people can go a long way. It doesn't have to be just about psychological things. It can also be about morale and motivation. Where um, like supporting small projects, giving people ownership of various initiatives that they are taking, trying to motivate people to be more collaborative and um, like take more initiatives. I think the remote and hybrid space collaboration is key, and that's something people struggle with because everybody is working separately. So they just do their own work, and they are like, okay, I'm done. They don't if if they have any initiative, they don't really have those co-workers that they can discuss it with as freely as they would in a more uh, physical setup so i think just that motivation to like be who you are and pursue what you want to and just making it very clear that it's a safe space for you to even open up if you need any help you need a break for example you can't just again hamster wheel you can't just keep running you have to like take a pause if you need that that's that's also something that can be like mentioned to the manager it's it won't be frowned upon so i think a lot of it comes down to the messaging rather than like uh messaging and the things that are already in place rather than planning on the things that you can do if things go south.
1: Yes I think um, and as you men, yourself mentioned that you know there's been a shift to now we are, we are working remotely some of them are working hybridly so everybody has their own space to work in and everybody has their own set of issues to deal with which they sometimes may discuss with their co and sometimes they may not. So, here yeah. where, you know, where the product team comes into the picture. So mm-hmm. how do you think that product teams can work, you know, improve meeting productivity in a hybrid setup or in a remote setup? And, mm-hmm. you know, do you personally follow any strategy while you were working on it? You found any such issue and how did you deal with it? If you could share any anecdote with us.
0: So, I mean, we did follow a lot of things uh, since college. So when we were in college, we were running this 50 member robotics team which was like building defense robots and that had a lot of functions there was electronics there were um people in mechanical like fabrication various other aspects so from there itself we were following a lot of things because we were in the middle of covid and we were had- at Get to run those teams. So, something that can play a great role is automation over here in a lot of these mundane tasks that people have to do beyond meetings. Now, for example, the fact that meetings are causing fatigue came to the forefront around like last one or two years only. Previously, people were not mentioning it. And thankfully, like for a month or so, our team had a chance to go for an accelerator in the US. And over there, we saw how these HRs are really redefining how organization structures and calendars are set out, which is like, everybody has to provide their agendas for the meeting beforehand. Uh, Everybody has to have a structure into the meeting. There are proper like uh, checks in place, which make sure that the meetings don't run beyond time. And if a meeting is set for one hour. It doesn't have to go on for one hour. If you can wrap it up beforehand, wrap it up beforehand because that's also something that happens that people feel comfortable and they keep harping upon the same thing and extending meetings. So uh, all in all, like on three levels, meetings can really be made more efficient in a lot of these companies, which is preparation, moderation and documentation. I mean, people tend to repeat meetings and that's a really big pet peeve for us also. Like if I have to repeat the same thing that I discussed two weeks back with the same person. Once or sort twice of is fine, but again and again, if you see this across multiple teams as the company is scaling, that's really a huge inefficiency. Because as a founder or as a company, you are spending uh, some kind of uh, like some kind of funds in order to set up that whole meeting for those work hours of people. Also, people are most productive sometimes in the mornings. A lot of these people, like product folks that we spoke to were saying that until lunch we can't work because it's like meeting, meeting, meeting. And then after lunch, we can finally work. So I think those things in terms of our case, we do uh, make sure that we bring in like clear agendas before the meeting. There is some kind of a track of how much we are speaking, always like looking at the timer, as to how much time we have spoken about a single topic. And then just moving ahead to the next topic and entering action items, rather than just waiting for these transcripting tools to transcript the meeting. Because again, with documentation being another issue, a lot of people think that if you transcribe the meeting, that's great. Minutes of the meetings are ready. But that's not the case because a lot of these transcripting tools throw you like throw ten like thousands and two thousands of words with a lot of errors in them because accents don't match. People tend to use their local language sometimes in the middle of speaking in English or some other foreign language. And apart from that, the fact, the fact is also that if you have five meetings in a week, you'll not go back and read 5,000 words of meeting notes. You really want those key action items and key points that you can work on. Maybe it's if something like something comes up, you'll go back to those notes and refer to them. So I think just having set action items written down for every talking points, having clear agendas with owners. What are the talking points? What are the various pre-read documents that you can go through? uh for product teams if there is any Jira ticket or if there is any feature update that you can go go through. For moderation, like just having that flow set up, that there shouldn't be any friction into in terms of say who goes next. That's another thing. Like if you spend one or two minutes harping upon who goes next. If it's five members, 30 minute meeting has already lost 10 minutes. So either you have to extend the meeting beyond time, or you have to make sure that the meeting gets wrapped up in time, which really loses out on those key discussions that you could have otherwise had. So those things like having the structure laid out, and and that's exactly where agenda comes in. Like Our plan is to automate that entire thing with our product in agenda where preparation, moderation, and documentation is handled uh, seamlessly within the meeting. All you need to do is just set up the meeting. And the meeting runs itself. You just need to have the discussion. Everything else is handled. Um, Yeah, I think more or less that's it.
1: I think our listeners would be able to resonate with whatever you said. And at the same time, I feel that, yes, you very accurately said that, you know, learning And understanding nuances of all these things is so much important, especially when, you know, you want to keep your employees and provide them an experience, a space where their productivity can be maximized. At the same time, they're happy working with you and they want longer associations with the organization. Now, as we move towards almost the end of this podcast. Where do you see the workplace benefit landscape two years down the line,
0: in your opinion? Um, Just to add on the last point, actually, I want to add this thing that something that can go a long way in terms of saving you those meeting hours in uh, remote work, remote spaces, just asking yourself if this can be a text. Asking that before you go ahead and reach out for a one-on-one can help. Now, coming back to your question around, say, beyond like 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 what, how does the landscape look like in terms of benefits? I think it has to go beyond insurance for sure. Like insurance has to be something that is the base level, and things need to be added on top of that as necessity rather than like a, like a fancy thing to have on in the company. And what I'm trying to say is uh, things like mental health benefits, as I mentioned. Even today, a lot of these insurance plans don't really cover for mental health care because it's not classified. It's it's not something that you can directly measure. So insurance companies tend to move away from that and like mental health benefits, having these bonding activities for remote and hybrid teams, something like an offsite or just a meetup once every quarter, once every three, four months is, is, is really key in terms of adding that collaborative mindset within people and allowing for team bonding. And also other things in terms of say holistic development of people, which is that a lot of companies need to understand that in high growth startups and high growth teams, a lot of these managers are like first-time managers, they need to have, they need to learn these holistic skills that can make them better people managers rather than better at the task that they were doing before they were made a team lead or a manager and that's something that can really be done through various courses like upskilling courses various corporate trainings things things for for example uh, i have seen a few companies nowadays who have started giving out allowances to buy courses and books you can get you can buy books and the company is going to pay for those books so you can just work on your personal development and i I think those are things that are key towards an organization's benefit structure. And that's really going to take the forefront over the next two years because a lot of companies have already understood that insurance is like a given thing. But beyond that, they need to take those extra steps and make sure that the environment that people are working in is a bit more secure. Uh, it's like if I'm worried about other things in my life, I'll not be focusing on my work as well I, as well as I can. So I think that's more or less the vision that I have in terms of benefits and some things that are that should really be that some things that should really be so easy to understand and very common. It's not very common. For example, it took years for companies to start giving out free like like. Elect- Paid leaves for female employees every month going through menstrual cramps. That's like, you should understand that beforehand. Like it's, it's a natural process. You need to know that you have to understand if a female employee is having some kind of discomfort. Uh, for our, when we were running the mental healthcare company, we are uh, like most of our therapists were females and they raised this concern and we immediately decided that we'll reschedule calls, we'll reschedule your sessions. You can take leaves. There's no problem with that. And recently, Baiju's also like, I think last year or the year before they, launch their policy around that i think these things can really go a long way in just defining what is the minimum criteria because the minimum criteria of health benefits are like employee benefits should go up from just considering few of these aspects of life being a need to have rather than a good to have so i think that's that's more or less what what i foresee
1: yeah i think as we enter 2023 i hope companies realize this minimum criteria that you mentioned but at the same time all this becomes a part and parcel of the organization so that we don't have to talk about it the next day. you know all this should be there for the development of our employees to keep everyone happy so thank you orko for joining us today it was indeed a very inspiring session. i myself have been very inspired by you you know to see such a young guy working so hard and you know realizing and understanding that okay how all this could be done you know have that vision in you in itself is very inspiring so thank you for joining us today and again. thank
0: you so much Achit. and like really great being here uh, springworks is founded by an alumni of my college itself so it's kind of i'm really happy to see the work that you guys are doing with, with the shape of work so it's thank great you. being here and i'm honored to be honest like getting these kinds of people now like these kinds of people around me and Hearing such kind words at such a young age—it's like really overwhelming for me as well as like really humbling. Thank you so much.
1: Yes, thank you, thank you for him. Having... Thank you for joining us today. Okay, have a good day.
0: You too.